Welcome to the Christian Ministries Church Podcast. My name is Josh Barnett. I'm one of the pastors on staff here. We're praying that this message equips and empowers you to live in the kingdom of God. Oh, I tell you, it's exciting to think about all that's going on in this church. Are you kidding me? Last weekend, this weekend, next weekend, the next weekend, uh, junior high young people here being ministered to. Next weekend is our Way Day, our children, man, what a great day for that. The next weekend, our women, uh, just a, a lot going on. Get involved. Get, get involved. And I do, I just, I want to beg you, plead with you. You, you, you got to sign up. Uh, we do this for a real reason. And I, I don't know, um, I'm talking to Connie, bless her heart. Uh, we've been talking about sign up, sign up, sign up. She orders all the food. And on Friday, three hours before junior high, oh, yeah, I didn't sign my three kids up. Oh, I didn't sign my two kids. Can I, my, it's just your one, except we had 20 that did that. That's a whole other case of hot dogs. That's a whole other case of fish. I mean, women, you have to sign up. I'm begging you ahead of time, please don't call my wife Friday afternoon and say, oh, yeah, could you sign me up? Uh, we've been saying sign up. Women, we got to order. It takes preparations. It, if you've never planned a big event, maybe you're not aware of all that goes on, but we've got folks been working for months on this uh, women's conference, and it's going to be great. All of our women need to be here, so sign up and you be here. Uh, it's, it's what God is doing here in our church. Well, we just had an exciting thing happen for us a while ago in first service. Uh, this was neat. A young man came walking in, said, I want to meet you. I said, well, I want to meet you. And I shook his hand and said, I have been listening to y'all's church podcast for over 10 years. I've listened to you in Afghanistan. I've listened to you in the Philippines. I've listened to you in Iraq. He went through all the countries, and he said, I'm being transferred, and I'm driving across the United States, uh, moving. And I said, I'm close enough. I want to go in and put a, a face to these people that I've been hearing for 10 years. He's been all over serving our country, all the world, and just said, this church has meant more than he can say. Media department, thank you all. Thank you, thank you. Uh, thank you for what you do. For the thousands that are joining us right now, and for us to meet a young man that pulled in here that's serving our country and doing what he's doing, all of you that are joining us, thousands that are joining us on live stream and on our podcast, our social media, we are so glad to have you. Uh, just very quickly to address a couple of things for our church, first of all, voting is going on right now. We tend to blow these early elections off. Uh, we'll wait and vote this fall. Well, it's too late. We didn't get in and get the good people on the fall ballot like we should have in this early voting. And, and this is a very critical time for us. Uh, I, I'm probably not going to have a lot of influence in Putin's life. I'm probably not going to be very influential in the Ukraine. But, you know, we can get a hold of our community right here. We can figure this out, and I want to know who is voting locally, who, who's voting locally to put litter boxes in our bathrooms. We're going to find those people. We'll not vote for them next time. I mean, we're going to turn this thing around here locally for us, and, and we got to do it. I don't, don't go in and stare at that ballot like a deer in the headlights. You won't even know these races, nor will you know these little people. You think, well, I've never heard of even this office. They're the ones that's affecting our community right here. 
and what goes on right here. We got to know them. So uh, <clears throat> God, I got, now this is just for where I vote. Every precinct is different, but get your precinct, print off you a ballot. I didn't know who to vote for. I called Austin Prince. I said, Austin, who are we for? Austin's up on this. I call Stacy Candebinder. She goes and takes notes at all the meetings. Stacy, who are we for? Call around, know what you're for, who, who's voted for nonsense. I want to make sure I know who that is, and I want to make sure that we don't vote for I'll just vote for this one. I saw this one, so I'll vote for that. Come on, we're going to turn our community around. So you make sure that you print your ballot off for your precinct. You know who and what you're voting for before you go in there, and let's make a difference. My goodness, it's time for us to stand up and make a difference, and we can make a difference here in our community. For all of those who are joining us on live stream, you do so in your area. Come on, it's time for Christians to stand up and turn this thing uh, back around, and I want to encourage you to get a hold of this and vote. Uh, just re very quickly, I don't even know that we've mentioned this yet, but I, I want to. Uh, Easter is only five weeks away, and we do, we have forever, we do baptism, offer baptism on Easter Sunday morning. Um, and by the way, we baptize all year long. Anybody that comes and says, I need to be baptized, we go to swimming pools, we'll go to a lake. I mean, we, baptism can happen anytime you need it. We do it on Easter because the Bible says we're joining him in his death, his burial, and then his resurrection. And it's a symbolic act of what we're stating publicly. And I can't think of a better thing for a church to do than on Easter Sunday every year as a part of our worship we offer baptism, so we'll be doing that on Easter. So if that's something that you need to think about, is that something you need to do? Uh, parents, talk to your children about it. We don't like to baptize kids who don't understand what's going on. Let's, let's wait till they get old enough to understand what they're saying by doing this. So make sure y'all have that discussion. Well, let's wait a year. Let's wait a year. But whenever your young people get to the age and it's time to do that, if you've not been baptized, you need to do that. So uh, that's not far along. Y'all need to be having that conversation uh, in your homes and thinking about that. We are glad to have all of those that are joining us on our social media outlets. This year, our church is talking about, we're learning about, we are pursuing the God kind of life. That's what we're talking about. And the title of today's message, Characteristics of the God Kind of Life. Characteristics. Okay, what does that look like? What are the characteristics of, of the God kind of life? The dictionary gives us a definition of characteristics, a distinctive trait, a behavior of a person, reputation. How are you known? How do others See you. That's a characteristic that you have. Today, I want us to look at some distinctive traits of a person who is living the God kind of life. I want us to look at the behavior. I want us to look at the reputation. Uh, the Bible is very clear on how others see us. What does this person do or say? How does this person act or conduct themselves? The Bible is very clear on the conduct of a Christian. Now, no doubt about this, God's Word commands us we are to attend church. That's when we're here. 
God's Word told us to be in that this is what we do. Why not? Because we felt like it today. We're commanded to gather together, assemble together, and worship God, and that's what we do in the New Covenant on Sunday morning. We're commanded to attend church. We're commanded to get connected in church. The, the, the example that the New Testament uses in teaching is the eye, the ear, the foot, the hand. My foot doesn't visit around town and then just sleep in. Wherever this body is, that's where my foot's connected. This is where you are connected. This is the part, this is the body that you are a part of. That's why every Sunday you're here, regardless of who's speaking over at this church or that church or whatever we're doing here. This is the body that you have been connected with. And so my ear is with my body. We're to attend church. We're to be connected in church. The Bible talks about we're to raise our hands, we're to worship, we're to praise Him. We didn't do that because we felt like it. We did it because that's what God's Word says for us to do. We enter into His presence with praise. The Word says we are to pay our tithe, the 10% of your income, the 10% of what comes in is owed God. That's not yours. It doesn't belong to you. That belongs to God, and we pay our tithe. Then above that, the Bible talks about we give offerings. That's what we're commanded to do. We're commanded to receive the Word. So we come here, we take notes, and we listen. Make sure that you know that's not Christianity. That's not living the God kind of life. That's what we're commanded to do. 1 Thessalonians 4.12 says, we're to be respected or well thought of by the non-believers. Okay, everybody in here is a believer, you wouldn't have come today. All those that are tuning in to us on podcast, you're probably all Christians or you wouldn't have tuned in to listen to this podcast. The God kind of life is Monday through Saturday whenever we're living our life around all the non-believers. That's where the God kind of life is lived. We don't come in here and we, did, we lived the God kind of life for an hour on Sunday morning. Now we go out here. Are you getting this? The God kind of life is the way we live Monday through Saturday. What we do in here is not the God kind of life. This is fulfilling what God's called us to do. We are here today to talk about how we're going to live this next week. That's what we do in here. We talk about this often. I think about uh, Sunday morning being the huddle. Uh, let's all get together. Let's talk about the next play we're going to run. This, the huddle is not the game. The game where we play is outside. And so while we're living our life Monday through Saturday, what are our characteristics? What specifically, what characteristics, what should an unbeliever see in me. When my name comes up in a conversation with unbelievers, boy, that Tim Brooks, I can tell you one thing about him. See, what is it that I am known by? Now, I want to take a little rabbit trail here, and I know it is, so I'm announcing it. Before we get to these one, two, threes, these characteristics, I want to address a big problem in this era of history that we are living in. I'm not really addressing it. James chapter 1, verse 22 through 25 addresses it. He says, don't deceive yourself. Don't fool yourself. Don't mislead yourself. Don't deceive yourself. Don't make yourself believe something about yourself that's not true. That's deception. 
You think something about yourself that's just not true. The era we're in right now is all about feeling good. We want to feel good about it. What was said, what was done, what happened. It's not, was it biblical? Was it truth? It's, ooh, that didn't sit well with me. Ooh, I don't know. I didn't feel very good about that. Ooh. See, we want to feel good about everything, not find what's true, what's right, and what's wrong. Life centered on how this made me feel. Now, here's a problem. You can write this down. This era wants to feel good about themselves. They just don't want to do good. Now, when I'm preparing my notes, I write, expect a period of silence. Don't let that affect you. So that says that right here. So when I say things, I, I didn't expect you to go, whoa, this era wants to feel good. Just don't want to do any good. James chapter 1 says, don't deceive yourself. Okay, here's how this is playing out. You feel good about watching a movie because you root for the good guy. The fact is, you did nothing good. What did you do good for anybody? You haven't done anything good all day, but you feel good because I cheered for the good guy. See, the deception is we're not doing anything good, but we feel good about ourselves because we're on the right team. We believe in love. We believe in kindness. Okay. What act of kindness did you do this morning for somebody? Okay, in what way did you show love to other people yesterday? Yes, absolutely, people should be grateful. Tim, I, I'm 100%. People ought to be grateful. Okay, in what way did you show gratefulness to your home, to your family, to your neighbors? See, we can deceive ourselves. The fact is, we're not doing anything, but we feel good about it because we believe in it. I believe in God. So does the devil. So does the devil. The question is, has the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the creator of the universe come into your life and you have submitted being God to him or are you still God? See, the fact you believe in God can make you feel good, but you have not submitted your life to God. You got to know there's a difference in believing in this and actually doing it. Today, as we talk about these characteristics of the God kind of life, I want to preface this by saying, let's don't fool ourselves because you're going to agree with every one of these. You're going to agree with them. I don't have anything new to say today. I don't have any new characteristics. I've never heard of that before. What I want to do is, is that my reputation? Is that my daily behavior? Is that a distinctive trait that I possess? So I'm really glad you cheer for the good guy in the movie. That's, that's good. I don't want you to cheer for the bad guy. But what do others say about you? Today, here we go in this. Ask yourself, is this a characteristic that I am known by and that, that I possess? All right, number one. Now, this isn't number one like number one importance, and then number two is lesser importance than number one. I just can't go to number two until I do number one, okay? So these are just, I'm going to do a few of these characteristics so it's not like, Number one, it's just the first one we're going to talk about. God is very determined, and God requires determination. Determined. 
The dictionary says having one mind's set to settle. You're firm in this. Hebrews says don't shrink back. Luke 9 says you grab hold of the plow and you don't look back. God requires through his word determination. This is not an easy characteristic for a feeling-oriented era of history because I didn't feel like it today. I, I didn't feel like it today. Well, I didn't feel like going there. I didn't feel like doing that. See, God requires a determination from his people. We've got to live our life showing the devil that we're more determined than he is. I'm more determined than you are, big boy, so just catch you a seat. I'm hanging in here. See, when decisions are based on a feeling, it's like building a house on a moving foundation. T today is Sunday. I was scheduled to preach today. I'm on the schedule. It's my turn to preach. When I woke up this morning, I laid in bed. The older you get, you assess how you feel before you start making any further moves. I assessed I did not feel good. That was my assessment. So what, do we just need to get a little poster and say, pastor didn't feel good, called in sick. And you come here, and, oh, okay, well, we'll see you next week. I mean, see, I decided I was going to preach this message last week, and I'm here preaching this message, and how I woke up and felt didn't have anything to do with it. See, your feelings don't make decisions, you're determined. I'm determined to do what's on my heart to do. I'm determined. A characteristic of a God kind of life is we live with a determined mindset. I'm determined. I'm going to marry as a virgin. I'm determined. I'm going to graduate from my high school. I'm determined. I'm going to finish this job. See, I'm we, we live determined. We don't live on a feeling. I just think about to get America where we are today, to enjoy the blessings that we enjoy you look back and you think about those just over 100 people that for two months were in the belly of that Mayflower, sailing over here, people dying, sitting beside them, two women giving birth in the belly of that Mayflower to get here. Those were some determined people. I think about the cattlemen driving herds of cattle out west. Whoa determined. I, I just, it's just me, I'm sure. I can't drive up Highway 7 and not look out across those mountains and those woods without thinking about the guys that came in here. Their wife was driving the covered wagon and they're out in front of it with a chopping axe, chopping out a path to go down these Ozark mountains. You're talking about determined people. Travel about a half a mile a day the end of the day your hands are bleeding from chopping determined see i think about the inventions my coffee got cold a while ago i just popped it in the microwave and went, boom, boy, just instantly is burning me do you know that wasn't just invented real quick somebody failed at one jillion attempts to invent that failure after failure after failure for 30 years of an inventor's life before what he was working on finally worked see determined people. Determination is what God uses to accomplish His will and His purpose. When we quit because we don't feel like it anymore, God can't accomplish His will and purpose in this earth. 
Oh, Amy and Tim, boy, that's a good in there. I'm, oh, whew, you bet. Well, have you quit the last four jobs you've had? Silence. It's always easier to quit a job than stay working there. Always. It's always easier to quit a school than work through your difficulty with your teacher, with the kids on the playground, with the other parent of the other kid that hurt your precious that did nothing wrong. It's hard to stay in school. It's always easier to just leave this place. It's always easier to leave a marriage than it is to make this one work and be happy in it. It's always easier. It's always easier to quit a job than to stay here and work at this job and make it work. It's always easier to turn around and go back because there's a path here. It's always harder to go forward. Determined. It's a God kind of life characteristic. When your name is brought up, do they say that is one determined woman right there? That right there is one determined young man. What is your characteristic? Is it one of determined are you determined? The next one, wise. So many places in the Scripture, the whole book of Proverbs talks about being wise. Is your reputation known as, that is a wise young person? You know, that person is wise beyond their years. Boy, there is some wisdom. If you want some wisdom, you need to sit down. That guy is wise. See, the God kind of life is not foolish. It's not foolish. I, I, I'm, I'm shocked at the, the number of scams that my phone receives. D does a day go by that somebody didn't try to scam you? I mean, are you amazed? Now, here's what, here's what concerns me about that. They would not do that if some of that didn't work. If, you're going to have to wise up. We're going to have, as Christians, we have to be wise and not be so gullible. Not a day goes by, I'm, I'm not scammed to respond to some email. Wise up. I can't begin to cover the scriptures on wisdom. You get an email from the IRS. This is the IRS. Send in $500 or you could face jail time. Okay, first of all, the IRS is never going to do that. And you, you, you should be wise enough to know that that's not the way the IRS does. They just come knock down your door and take everything from your house. They don't email you. No. Come on. Th this church, I, I don't know how. I think, why don't these people just make a good living? They could be billionaires as smart as they are. How are you smart enough to hack into our church and know my name and know that you come to church here and then email you and say, hey, this is Pastor Tim. I'm in a time of prayer. Don't call me. Don't contact me. But we have a need. Send $500 immediately to this. Okay. Now, you don't have to know me very well. To, now, to look at the way I'm dressed does that sound like anything I would ever do? Oh, I was Pastor Tim. I, well, I, Tim, I just wanted to call. I, I didn't think this was you, but do you need $500? I, okay, our church don't need $500. 
and I'm not ever in a time of prayer that I cannot be contacted. Come on, think through this kind of mess. This is incredible. I have, I've been working on this sermon for several, several weeks. Friday night, I was with Alan Bates, and he got a text. This is Pastor Tim. He said, are you, tech, are you emailing me? <laughs> I mean, while I'm getting ready to preach this, Alan got an email. Okay, first of all, just real quickly. If you ever get an email from me, you can know it's from Sean because I don't know how to email. You might get a text because I'm about to get that. Most of the words will be misspelled. Ah, this is Tim right here. See, but come on. I don't even know how to email. Stop falling for all these emails. That... How many's got an email from me? My time. <laughs> Look at the hands. How do these people do this? How do these people do this? If our church needs $500, I'll just come up here and let you know I'm not going to email you, <laughs> tell you that I'm in a time of prayer. Don't make any calls now. You just send in this $500. Come on. Come on, guys. We're going to have to wise up. The characteristic of the God kind of life is wise. Don't be scammed. Don't be scammed. I'm not ever going to pay for a job all up front. I'm not going to do that. I'll pay some up front to get it started, and then I'm going to pay as, I'm going to hold the cards. I'm not going to let somebody else hold the cards. Come on, be wise in business, in administrating over your life. Be wise, live wise. Don't live like a fool. We talk about this a lot, Matthew chapter 7. It starts out with don't judge. Clearly, that is not condescend to somebody. Don't think you are better than somebody else because the whole chapter is about sheep and goats and wolves in sheep clothing and false prophets and good. And if I'm not making judgments, I won't know how to do any of that. You have to make judgments. You judging me, you dang right I am. I exactly what I'm doing. I'm checking you out. I'm judging you, and I'm going to find out about you before my daughter comes over to spend the night with you. I'm going to judge you before I hire you to do a job for me. I'm, yet you, right, I'm judging you. Who you work for, let's, let's look at this thing. Who you hang out with, the places that you go, you better walk wise. Make wise decisions. The kid with a black hoodie on at four in the morning that walks across my backyard, I will shoot you. I didn't do anything wrong. You shouldn't have been there. See, be wise. Well, I didn't deserve to get shot. You shouldn't have been in that place. You wouldn't have got yourself shot. See, will you be wise about where you go, what time of day it is that you're there, what situation or position you're putting yourself in. See, bad things often happen to stupid people. As a Christian, we live wise. We live wise. Amen. Boy, I tell you, amen. Okay, the last four boyfriends you've chosen have all four been jerks. Okay, maybe you're not so wise. Maybe you're just really not so wise. The last four jobs you've had were a I mean, the last five cars you bought broke down the week after you bought them. Maybe you're not so wise about buying cars. The last relationships you got in have blown up. Okay, maybe you're not so wise. Are you wise? See, you, you can't amen. I believe in being wise. Well, are you? 
are you? Is, or is this an area of your life that you need help in? I need to be wise. I get counsel all the time. Daily, I'm calling some of our people in my office. We're doing some heat and air work over here. I, I've, I've been in the construction business my whole life. I know the construction business, but I'm not that good in heat and air. I get Paul. Paul, you handle this. Paul, what should I do about this? You help me make right decisions on this. He's wiser in that area than I am, but I'm not going to have some ego power trip, some low self-esteem that I can't go and say, you're smarter than me in this area. What do we need to do about this? See, come on, get wisdom for decisions you're making. Don't let pride keep you from seeking wisdom. When I was young, I never, ever asked the opinion of somebody my age. Don't ask your friends. They're dumb as you are. I have always had men in my life that had been pastoring 20 or 30 or 40 years that had a good marriage, had good kids, had a great financial record behind them. I asked them for wisdom. I always go to older people to ask wisdom. Now I'm old. I don't ask any old person about anything. They're as dumb as me. We're old and we're outdated. Now I go to my young people and I call them up and I say, Natalie, come down here. What do I need to do about this? What do you think we ought to do? How should this be handled? I get young people in there. How should we do this? How should we color this? What color should we paint this? See, you've got to get wisdom. Proverbs talks about living wise, and that is a God kind of characteristic and we're just, I guess we're prideful. I, I guess it's our ego, our insecurity that just can't say, hey, I don't have a clue what should I do about this. Come on, get wisdom and let's walk wise. The next one, Joshua was told in chapter 1, verse 6, be strong and very courageous. The characteristic of a God kind of life is strong and courageous. Now, this characteristic is easy to fool ourselves on because we all believe in strong and courage. Nobody says, oh, I hope I'm a wimp. Everybody believes in being strong and courageous. Okay, well, do you live your life on an emotional roller coaster? You can't even control your own emotions. You're not strong over your own tongue. Come on, are you strong? Are you strong? Are you upset? Are you worried? Are you jerked up? Or are you strong? Does your temper just easily run over you? Are you strong? See, you, you, you got to make sure that we're not deceiving ourselves about strong and courageous. Get this. This is interesting. In the dictionary, the word strong, morally and intellectually powerful. Wow. Strong. You are morally and you're intellectually powerful. You're firm and you're durable. The word courageous is fearless to resist boldly. Are you courageous? <laughs> I'm worried about this. I'm worried about that. I'm afraid of this going to happen. I'm afraid. Come on. Are you fearless? Are you durable? Are you morally and intellectually powerful? This is easy to deceive ourselves because I love strength. Man, there's nothing better than Elam Nisi in the movie Taken. Well, he goes and gets those bad guys single-handedly by himself, wipes them all out, whole nation of them. Best movie is Tombstone. Four or five guys, whole 
of a whole army of bad guys. They whip them all. Free the town and set the whole town free. Boy, magnificent seven. Oh, seven guys. The whole army of mean guys. They take them on. They whip all of them. Boy, you just leave that movie feeling so good. Y'all got your movies. You don't even know what I'm talking about. But you cheer for the good guy. And when, man, when that magnificent seven's over, I feel so good. Man, I watch it because I feel so good. Man, I feel good. Okay, well, how courageous are you? See, it makes me feel good because I admire courage, but I'm an emotional basket case. Your emotions, you're known as the drama queen. If there's not drama, we'll create one so that you can have a successful day. You have to have something to be all up in the world. Come on. Are you a drama queen or are you strong and courageous? How are you known? How are you known? I don't care what happens in school. I can tell you about her. She's going to be morally perfect. She's going to be intellectually powerful. She's going to be firm and she's going to be durable. I don't care what happens at school today. I, I, I don't care what happens on the job. Here's what you can know about him. When you drive up, I don't care. All hell's breaking loose on the job. He'll be standing there. He'll be morally perfect. He'll be intellectually powerful. He'll be making right decisions, thinking right. He's going to be firm and he's going to be durable. Come on, does that describe you? I'm not asking, do you admire this quality? I'm asking, does that describe you and how you live? Are you morally and intellectually strong and powerful? I know exactly where I stand on every issue. Well, I don't want to offend anybody. Well, you know, I want them to do whatever they... Well, and I'm, you know, Tim, we just can't stand up and say, come on, I know exactly where I stand on every issue. See, you're strong and we're courageous. The characteristics of a God kind of life, we're determined people. We're wise people. We're strong and courageous people. The next one is we're people who live in peace. We live in peace. Jesus came that I might live in peace. Now understand, peace is not the absence of storms. I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You're in the middle of the valley of shadow of death today, but you're in peace. I'm in peace. I fear no evil because God is with me. See, we live in peace. Peace. So somehow we got to understand living in peace is not all of life working just like I want it to. Life is hard. Hard things happen for all of us. But the God kind of life is you're in peace in the middle of hard things. When things are completely running awry with you, you're in peace. You're living in peace. Well, how is that possible? Tim, when everything's messing up, people are falling apart, and we got this crisis. Tim, with this administration, with what's going on right now in our government, how do you have any peace? First of all, I'm not looking for anybody to say anything nice about me for peace. So when somebody says something bad about me, it can't steal my peace because that's not where my peace came from. I'm not looking for the President of the United States to give me any peace. So whoever is the president can't steal my peace. Jesus brought me peace. And how he did that was he paid a debt that I could not owe, but I did owe. He tore the veil that separated me from God. I can go boldly into the presence of God, and I have peace. So I got peace. Whatever happens in the election, that's, I'm not waiting to get my peace 
from somebody putting something about me on Facebook. I'm getting my peace from the presence of God and that's where my peace comes from and a God kind of life lives in that peace. The God kind of characteristic lives in that peace. Uh, Another characteristic that we are known for is you're different. We put off the old, we put on the new, and you're just very, very different. Maybe you don't realize this, but you go back and hang around friends that you used to have three or four years ago that you hadn't been around. You're different. You're different. I don't entertain. I don't talk. What amused me doesn't amuse me. I am very different than I was. See, you don't come down and repeat three sentences and you go back and live just like you did before. When Jesus comes into your life and you are born again, that old nature dies. A new nature comes in and we begin to put off all that old nature. We begin to put on the new nature. Friends won't recognize you. You're different than you used to be. You're daily being changed into his image. You are becoming more and more like him on a daily basis. You and I live different. I love it when interns are here for nine months and they go back home and somebody will call me, Tim, I can't believe the maturity. I can't, boy, you didn't send back here the same one we sent you. See, that's the Christian life. That's not our intern program. That's the Christian life. We just happen to be teaching the Christian life. The characteristics of a God kind of life is there is a difference, a noticeable difference in you and the non-believer. The non-believer acts like this, talks like this, responds like this. You don't respond like that anymore. I don't act like that anymore. I don't say those things anymore. I am noticeably different since Jesus came into my life. I've been working on this for several weeks, getting ready for today. And I got to this point and I said, you know, I can see this being a series. Because this isn't just all of the God kind of qualities or characteristics. There's a list and list of characteristics in the Bible I just finished with five for two reasons. Number one, I'm out of time. Other pastors that preach here don't realize that. Number one, I didn't call any names. Everybody stay centered on the message. Number one, I'm out of time. Number two, I just figured this was more than we could swallow at one time. Now, this series won't have part two next week. Because it's going to take us a month or so to try to work. Am I being determined? Am I living wise right now? Okay, am I, is this a wise decision or is this an emotional decision? Is this a mad decision? Okay, am I making a, am I strong and courageous or am I folding like a cheap tent right here in the middle of an emotional problem? Come on. Am I strong and courageous? Am I living in peace today? Am, am, am I acting different than the lost would act. It's going to take us a while. Write these five down on your bed, uh, bathroom mirror. Write them down on the front of your truck dash. And let's work this in. Uh, you agree with all of these. I didn't get any disagreement. I don't believe in that. Everybody believes in this. Is that how we're known? Is that how we're... When your name comes up in the conversation, do they say, I don't care what's happening, you can know he'll be in peace. I don't care what's happening, you know she won't quit. She'll be staying in there. 
See, we're just, we're working these characteristics this year in our life. This year, our focus is on the God kind of life. And you're in a church that doesn't do spiritual theories. We don't. Well, this, you're in a church that doesn't preach religious-sounding sermons. So, the God kind of life is our theme. Let's roll up our sleeves and ask myself, how am I doing Tuesday afternoon at 3.30? How am I doing right now? On Friday night, how am I doing on this list? This week, this coming weeks, these next months, let's work on this sermon. Let's work on this sermon. Let's leave here not being a hearer of the word. But let's leave here being a doer of the word. Y'all stand with me. Lord, today we, I, we're rolling up our sleeves. Devil, we're a lot more determined than you thought we were. You're not wrecking my home. You're not wrecking my life. You're not wrecking my marriage. Devil, you're not wrecking my finances. Devil, I'm hanging in here. I'm hanging in here. Now, I'm going to start working the characteristics of a God kind of life in me. And, Devil, you can just sit over there and watch. I'm going to be known as a godly person. I'm going to be known as a person that walks your kind of life. Lord, we put our hand in your hand. Help us. Guide us through this tumultuous time that we're in. Lord, help us live in a divided era that we are in and help us live in peace and joy, knowing that you are the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to this message from Christian Ministries Church. If this message impacted you and you'd like to sow into our ministry, you can give at cmchurch.com. If you'd like to listen to more of our messages, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for Christian Ministries. God bless.